When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Check-In here live from Los Angeles. We're at the W West Hollywood shooting this episode with my guy, photographer extraordinaire, videographer, maven, uh, my guy, James Anthony. James, what's hey. up, man? Welcome to The Check-In, brother. I hey, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Oh, thank um, you. Thank uh, you for coming out, man. I'm, I'm always happy to be a part of uh, anything black men, men where it uh, does. You guys got a special place in my heart. Um, for, for reasons we'll probably talk about, but yeah. No, yeah, for sure, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, y'all stay tuned for the exclusive. <laughs> We're going to give here in just a minute, man. Right. No, but even going back to the first time we worked together, right, yeah. um, I was referred to you by a few people. Oh, wow. When I was coming to L.A., I said, hey, man, we're going to go out here and do this flash mob. Who should we talk to? James Anthony. James Anthony. That's crazy. James Anthony. And I looked That's it up. Crazy. I said, ain't no way I can get this dude That's to come crazy. and shoot, the, shoot the, the flash mob with us. And from first time we connected, the energy was on on love, man. Uh, so I, li- I like to open up this with this questions, right? I know who James Anthony is, but those out- outside might not know. Um, who is James Anthony one? And how would you describe your photographic style hmm. uh, as, a, as a quick follow-up to that question? Who is James Anthony? Um, I- I'd have to say James Anthony is all around a creative, just consummate creative in, in, in many facets. Um, I'm an overall storyteller, so whatever medium I'm using, I always like to uh, tell stories. You know, people always um, eat. Even when I'm in a Starbucks, I'm like, uh, you know, you remind me of my grandfather, you remind me of my uncle. You know, I'm the guy that always like, I remember a time when. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like to tell stories, man. It's um, I've, I've been writing children's uh, stories since I was a child. Uh, I've been illustrating uh, comic books since I was a child and then moving to photography uh, as an adult. Um, I have background in acting since I was a child. Uh, The photography, I feel like the natural progression was to direct. So I've directed uh, three short films up until this point. I'm working on a a feature coming up. I'm working on an animated short film. So as long as I can get out the the creative outlet, but also Mm -hmm. tell a story while doing so, Mm -hmm. I feel at peace. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm not um, doing myself any justice if I'm not in that realm and in that world. Um, now, my photography style, I guess, based off of things that I've heard other people say over the years is uh, clean and alluring, you know. So it's, it's always that look when, uh, how do you get people's skin uh, so so beautiful? Um, the, the lighting is so clean and so crisp. So I feel like um, it's, it would be hard for me to disagree with that but clean and alluring in quotation marks you know that's what i've been getting a lot of the air quotes on your work is clean and alluring yeah, yeah. Man, right. man. that'll work <laughs> now so so that the background that you have from a creative yeah. right and, and growing into photography going growing into direct directing 
what I what I get from that is that you you really focus on the consistent development behind these things and how they all tie together too. Is that is that correct? One hundred and twenty percent. I find there being just that that pivotal point as a creative. Once you you've done something long enough, it's like all right, well, what's next? But how can I uh, tie in everything else that I've learned? You mm-hmm. know, so of course directing. If you have a knack for photography, you kind of have that, you know, um, just that the director of photography, all three of those kind of play a part. And being mm-hmm. a director, you know what you're looking for. Right. You know, a lot of times they say uh, models make great photographers because they know what they need okay. from the subject. Okay. So and, and me having a background in acting, directing, I felt like it was second nature because I know what the shot looks like, but also having familiarity with being in front of the camera, you know what it feels like uh, to be asked of a director, you know, for, for right. a direction. So, right. yeah, just try to tie them all in together, man. It's, it's, um, and up until this point, it's, it's been amazing. The transition, I feel, has been seamless. Mm. Yeah. Do, you, do you find more enjoyment as you think about the, the, the different things now, three, you know, three directors' uh, uh, credits and... and uh, um, do you find now that that going into that space is more fulfilling for you or for more, for a lot of creators that you talk to that are kind of about trying to balance out different perspectives of creativity or or for you is still shooting still the 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 place where your heart flutters at you you know where my heart flutters the most uh overall it's seeing a project from conception to completion you know just yo i I was a part of that yeah you know like this was just an idea. And I'm a person who is many times like haunted by ideas and I, I, I can't really rest until I see them through. Mm-hmm. So there, there may be ideas where they'll come on my mind. I may not be able to execute it at that moment, but I'm likely to put it on a shelf and revisit it, whether it be months, sometimes years down the line when the time, you know, is more opportune. But um if, if I'm 110% transparent, uh, acting is where my, my real heart is. Photography came along and we've been courting for almost 20 years now. Yeah. But uh, acting has always been my number one. But I have, again, that appreciation for just the creation of, of art, um, storytelling in that regard. So when I, when I approach an editorial, I do like to have that streamline of like, all right, well, this is the story between whether it be uh, the fashion aspect or just visually, you know, how we get from point A to point B. Um, and then at the end of it, you can close that book and say, yo, these are the projects I've completed. Um, you know, that's my. F- Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Man, you do a good job at this storytelling, bro. I, yeah. I ain't gonna hold you, hey, man. Um, and, and two, most people know you for your your shots that are of some of our favorite stars. Yeah. That uh, whether they're especially, especially I, I love the shots that you get, you know, pre award show. Like people come yeah. and they want they want the James pre show. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, welcome to the ninety fifth Oscars. We made it, we made it. 
A day in the life. Shoot one of four. Next person is uh, Angela Beck. <laughs> we stuck on the elevator, Oscar Sunday. What is life? What is life? <laughs> and and you've been able, you know, uh, uh, Anjane Ellis, um, uh, uh, Regina King, Jay Ellis. Yeah. I mean, it's, the list is very long there. Who would you say of all the people that you've gotten to capture was your, not, not going to say your favorite, right? But which one of those moments kind of stood out more than any others when it came to working with someone in that capacity? I, I, I think for sure I'd have to say hands down it would be the first time working with Regina King. Um, shout out to uh, William and Micah, an amazing styling uh, duo here in uh, Hollywood, which is global, but... Um, that was on the heels of the pandemic, 2020. We're talking about August, September. They came to me and said, hey, we got an idea. We know you do this thing where you merge photography and illustration. Yeah. Hashtag James Shoots and Draws. And during that time, uh, the, the pandemic had a lot of people distance, social distancing. So the red carpet wasn't the, the normal red carpet that we know of. So they were like, well, how can we create a creative red carpet moment with Regina King, who's nominated uh, for an Emmy? So uh, they came to me. We brainstormed a little bit. And what, within two, three weeks, she was in my apartment and we're creating this, this, this moment. So I had told them prior, I said, it's crazy I came to me for this because James Shoots and Draws, I had just started uh, the stop motion animation with the oh, James yeah, Shoots and yeah, Draws early yeah. that year. It was a tribute to uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, and uh, I did one with Snoop. And, and then I did some other ones with just me, again, because this is during the height of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You're not really supposed to be around anyone. So I said, well, how can I keep myself occupied? And since everything was shut down, I said, well, I need to be very intentional about keeping myself booked. So I would have creative ideas and I would step in front of the camera and, and do them. Okay. So that's what kind of led them to me. They were like, you know what, this is kind of dope. How about we reach out to James? Um, and uh, again, you know, I had told him, I said, it's crazy because Regina King is probably one of my favorite actresses. And for, for y'all to come to me with this, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful. And they had said to me, um, they said, well, the cool thing about Regina is who you think she is or who you would like her to be is who she is in person plus that, plus mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So when I met her, you know, uh, it, exactly what they said was the case. I was like, this, this woman's amazing. Yeah. You know, she, she's, she's amazing. Um, took direction well, clearly. She's a director. She's an actress. But um, 
that moment probably will always resonate with me uh, as as one of those like yo this this was amazing. And then I think three weeks after that, I shot Usher for his um, Vegas residency. Mm. So you know you have these billboards at Caesar's Palace, and um, I'm riding through <laughs> Vegas. I'm like, is this real life? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and all of this was in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but then I always say when Regina was sitting in my, my living room getting her makeup done, I said, this moment is happening right now because in college I decided to bet on myself. Mm. Like, you know, this moment, Usher, Raymond, you know, is, is a legend. Yeah. He's standing in front of me dancing, rehearsing for the moment I'm about to shoot him is because I decided to bet on myself yeah. 20 years prior. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's so real moments moments that I'm still pitching myself over but um it's kind of like all right you got to accept reality it is what it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember too um shortly after that I was watching once I was watching the BET awards I think the same year or year following and the stop motion like you uh not the it was the animation what, oh what, yeah what, yeah uh, um I was like that's Jay yeah <laughs> look it's been on the BET awards and, and I did something with Jay Ellis one time, and that led to Billboard Music Awards reaching out to me. Billboard, that's what it was. Yeah, Billboard, yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. And they commissioned me to create three real. Uh, well, look, how about this? I shot Jay for the Billboard Music Awards. Then the American Music Awards hit me up and said, "Hey, can you do three reels?" Uh, so it was, but sir, real. Yeah. Um, just, I'm just like, man, this is crazy. Uh, all of this, again, I think that might have been 2021. 20, um, but again, illustration was the first thing that I ever started doing. Mm -hmm. I used to draw uh, in, in grade school. So having reached back and tapped into one of the, the first creative outlets that I've ever uh, jumped into and, and tying it in with one of the latter ones I, I picked up, um, it just had me feeling like a big ass kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, 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 I always tell people, it never really feels like I'm working. It just feels like I'm playing really hard. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. Yeah, that's. What I it like feels that. Like. Now, for for young creatives, yeah, right, who they probably feel like today they still working. Oh yeah. Right? For, yeah. for 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 young creatives, what what kind of advice could you provide to them that that you feel as though has helped you get here? Whether it's the consistency, whether it's you know, working with anyone, whether it's not working with anyone uh, or not working with everyone, what kind of advice would you give a young creative who's, especially out here, man, I, I've been out here a couple of days. Yeah. LA, you get lost. Yeah. Like real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so for someone that's on that path, I know people move here every year. Yeah. All the time throughout the year, they move here to chase their dreams. A lot of people move right back. And a lot of people <laughs> move right back. So what kind of advice could you give someone who's, who's not as seasoned in the industry, but is looking to have that longevity? Um, I'll try to leave with three things where one piece of advice I still hold on to this day is if there's someone that you trust or look up to, heed their advice the first time you hear it. Because a lot of times you'll waste time if you're like, oh, yeah, I heard that. And then a year go by and then you finally, somebody else tells you, you're like, oh, so-and-so told me that. Mm -hmm. Two months go by, the third person tells you, you're like, let me try to do this. And then once you do it, you're like, oh, man, if I would have listened to this a year and a half prior, right. I would have been that farther along. Right. So for me, one thing I always um, make note of is heeding advice the first time I hear when it's from someone that I respect 
um, and, and someone that has been through a similar situation, you know, because you can't take advice from everyone. Uh, so that's probably my biggest. Uh, number two would probably be um, consistency and persistence, being persistent. Those are two factors that have played like a, a, a gargantuan role in, into the progression of my career is, again, even during 2020 when a lot of creators were, well, a lot of the world <laughs> had stopped working, I kept myself busy. Yeah. So there was no, um, you know, no dead time just laying around. It was like, all right, well, let me go outside and challenge myself, push myself, keep myself busy and booked. And then those bookings, like monetarily, you know, follow through. So um, being consistent and being persistent, because a lot of people say, oh, well, how do you get over um, your dry spells or when you're mm -hmm. uh, your, your, your dry periods, when you're not motivated, you're not always going to be motivated. But if you're disciplined to keep yourself, um, you know, spitting out projects, that discipline, that consistency begets more opportunities. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's that's been the biggest thing. And I think third is, yes, you can't say yes to everything. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Mm -hmm. you, you can't. I remember, and this is no, this is no shade to what I'm about to say, but I remember when I was in Atlanta, uh, I kept getting asked to shoot reality um, entertainers for magazine covers. And it was either little to no budget or no budget. And, um, <clears throat> you know, because I was on a come up mm -hmm. and, you know, like most creatives, up and coming creatives, you know, your fangs are out. And a lot of times you're like, oh, it's, it's free. I'll do it because this name is attached. Yeah. But I knew that that is not the road I wanted to go down. So, hey, um, James, would you be interested in shooting this person for said magazine? And I'm like Googling and I'm like, who? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Because in Atlanta, yeah. reality TV, as we all know, is yes. very popular. Right. But a lot of the, uh, the reality stars that come from these shows, they're usually entangled in salacious, you know, things going on. And I didn't necessarily want to be tied to that. Yeah. So I was very, very intentional about the people I wanted to have in front of my camera. Yeah. So I kind of that's kind of what led me to L.A. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being in Atlanta for people asking um, less than I'm worth. So it was either move to New York, which is my home originally, or move to L.A. And these were two cities that I felt were very aware of what the worth of a talent like mine was. Yeah. Ultimately, L.A. won because the weather, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to be very intentional about that, too. I love New York with all my heart, but L.A., you can be more productive year round versus right. uh, New right. York. It's seasonal. It's right. cold. You, your ass is in the house. Right. You know, so when it's L.A., you can shoot outdoor pretty much year round. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm a little 
on the other end of this age spectrum, you know, so I'm like, I don't have many years to waste. How can I take advantage of the, you know, the, the most time and just like, move to the good weather, yeah. you know, so you can shoot year round. And me coming to L.A. has been the best decision of my career. Mm. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard, actually heard that from a few people yeah. that say moving here was the best decision that they made. Oh, yeah. Uh, access. Uh, opportunities and those things and and the weather yeah uh, like you said sure <laughs> you're gonna pay for it you're gonna pay for it yeah now now growing into you know you said you're on the other end of the spectrum man and uh uh one of the things is as you as you're as you're now really kind of growing into uh the success that you're seeing right now and recently you became a father yeah man. and that's changed up your hours it's changed up your sleep pattern um what is what is it meant to be a dad for you, a black dad, mm. um, I know you just uh, uh, kicked with our boys not too long ago yeah. uh, from the dad game yeah, yeah. Uh, here in town a little while ago. Uh, but what, is it, what does it mean to you now in that fraternity? Um, in this fraternity, it's, it's, it's meant the world. Um, what is this, Oprah? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost got choked up. I was like, all right, it's, it's meant the world. And, and me saying that is... Uh, I've put off fatherhood for so long mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. my baby was the dream. Yeah. The dream of, uh, like, I've, I've, I can count how many jobs over the years that I've left because I'm like, this is not my purpose. Yeah. You know, after graduating college amidst um, a recession and doing everything that most of us are reared to do, which is, you know, go to high school go to college you know I got a track and field scholarship I did everything I was supposed to do got my degree to graduate and there'd be no jobs yeah so I was like how does this work you know so I'm trying to find a job in my field and and I'm in a job in a call center nothing wrong with that I just knew that was not for me yeah you know so I would take my photo book to people and people were like oh what are you doing here you're so talented I'm like what am I doing here so it was always me knowing that my number one love was the creative outlet and being able to work for myself. Never mm -hmm. knew how it was going to happen, mm -hmm. but I always heard in the back of my mind, do what you love and the money will come. Mm -hmm. Testimony is real. Mm -hmm. So me putting off childhood was, I mean, uh, fatherhood was always, I don't want any resentment looking at my child knowing, dang, I missed out on this opportunity because you're here. So it was always, you know, uh, let's put it off, let's put it off, let's put it off. The pandemic slowed life down. The, it just made you look at things with a different perspective of what is important. And I was fortunate enough to be able to speak with other male creatives who were dads, and I would ask them, how do you juggle both? You know, how do you find the drive? And they would always, with the same resounding answer is, when you do this, your drive will increase. You know, mm -hmm. you will find new purpose. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And, and um, it came a moment where I was like, you know what? I, I feel like this is the perfect time. And um, lo and behold, got a 13-month-old beautiful baby girl, and she is everything. Um, and out of all the things I've created from, I've, I've written stories and I've, I've had uh, poems and 
short films and music videos and commercials and magazine covers created all these things but nothing compares to that little face that you know i see every day um and it was something that you always hear before you become the parent you always hear people oh it's my heart beating outside my chest but i'm like damn this is real it's real yeah. it's real yeah uh so yeah this transition this new chapter of my life has been 125% gratifying. Um, I feel like because I am older, I am more appreciative. Um, and, they, and they say there's never a perfect time for it to happen, but it yeah. was the perfect time. Yeah, you never, as, as a parent, you never, say this, it's just like entrepreneurship. Yeah. If you're waiting for the right moment, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it'll never come. Yeah. But, but once it's here, like that's, that's a big thing for me as well. Once, yeah. once, once my first, uh, we had, we had one, uh, we had Noah, uh, six months into marriage, we got pregnant with Noah. As soon as Noah was born, four months later, we had Micah. Boom. And it was, it was like, a, oh, it went from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. But to your point, just the, the, the added on drive at that point. Yeah. I was 25, Dang, turning into 26. Dang. And, but even for me, like that sparked something that's like, nah, bro, you got to get on your grown man. Like college is over with. Yeah. You married now. Yeah. You providing for more than just you, like yeah. put all the other stuff away, and I'll really focus. And it did, it did help. It did help, yeah. you know, on, on my end with that. Uh, so I definitely know that 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 feeling that yeah. uh, that just motivates you and pushes you uh, a little bit more. Now, you told me something that was very uh, pleasing <laughs> to my heart. Yeah, uh, you told me something that was very pleasing to my heart yesterday that I did not know until yesterday. That you told me that yeah. um, you actually found out that you guys were pregnant when you got home from shooting a flash mob? Yeah. Uh, I believe it was the last L.A. flash mob, and um, this was, I don't know, when was this? this 2022. 2020. No, 2021. 2021. 2021 uh, around September, Oct- yeah. August. Let's see, we were in June. Well, now, look, I'll, I'll tell you this. Lord Jesus. <laughs> We got pregnant in Jamaica in July. So was it end of July or August? I think it was the July. Yeah. Uh, ju- uh, no, the August flash mob was L.A. It was August. August. August 2021. Go. So, look, I'm, I'm out there. And this is my, I think, second flash mob working yep. with you guys. And um, from the first one, I went out there in regular, like, athletes. I'm like, all right, I'm about to work. But then it was my first flash mob. So I'm seeing people, you know, other shooters that you guys uh, usually uh, hire, but they're suited up too. And I'm like, oh, so everyone's suited up. Just in case it flips, you know, everyone's looking apart. So I was like, note to self, if I ever do this again, you got to come clean behind the camera. So I remember the second flash mob, I was suited up and um, I was shooting content, uh, you know, up, you know, uh, downtown. Rode my scooter back to the house after it was all done. You know, I got my camera bag. It's, it's August in L.A. I, I'm sweating. I walk in the apartment, and my wife is in there. And uh, she was like, how was it, babe? I was like, man, it's hot. it was hot as shit out there. I put, <laughs> I put my suit jacket down. I walk over to the desk, which is like eight feet away from the door, and there's a basket in there that says, um, uh, we did it, Joe. Uh, making reference to 
you know, Kamala uh, Harris. Yeah, Kamala yeah, Harris. Yeah. And and said we did it, Joe. It was a sprinkles cupcake. Anybody that knows me, you know, I got my Fat Boy Chronicles cupcakes, pastries. Those are my weaknesses. And um, and there were two pregnancy tests that were positive. So, black men's wear, the flash mob, always has a special place in my heart because the very first uh, time I found out I was gonna be a dad, it was I'm, I'm like leaving shooting. You know, I'm in a suit. And and when I found out, uh, we were like, we got to go celebrate. So I threw back on the suit jacket. She put on her shoes. We went downtown to a restaurant, took more photos. So, yeah, man, every time one comes around during the summer, I'm always like, man, this is when I became a dad. It's kind of crazy. Love crazy. it. I love that. I appreciate being in yeah, a cemented in your heart <laughs> from it's here real, on out. It's real. From here on out. Well, guys, I, I appreciate y'all tapping in with us today. James, man, if people want to find out more about your story and see more, uh, how, can they, how can they follow you, see your work? Um, I am James Anthony on all social media. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Cash App, and Venmo. But, uh, you know, I like to keep the consistency. So I am James Anthony on all social media platforms. Where, uh, where can I see you coming up next? Well, I'm working on a children's book inspired by my daughter. And this, is, this will be the first time having a children's book published. I used to have, uh, I have short poems and short stories published from when I was a child. But, um, yeah, I, I want to drop the title, but can't do it just yet. So stay tuned for that. And um, an Oscar-winning animated short film. I'm saying this on camera, so go. y'all hold me accountable. There we go. So keep a lookout for that. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Well, guys, you're here for this episode of The Check-In live in Los Angeles. My guy James Anthony came through, yeah. blessed us. Uh, I, I really just appreciate, man, you always sharing from your heart and yeah. being genuine. Uh, guys, just like with every other episode here from these powerful, powerful black men, if you've heard something that resonates with you, that you know will resonate with someone else. Don't be stingy and keep it to yourself. Make sure you share the episode out. Shoot it to somebody via text. Like, oh, you got to hear what James said about this. Boom, send that out. So that way they can hear the positive stories of black men that are with our communities and representing ourselves in the, in the right light, in the positive light. Again, James, bro, I appreciate you no, coming through. I appreciate you having Stop me, Stopping by with us. We'll see y'all. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe to the check-in where black men's wear. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.